Hi guys, welcome to our second podcast. I'm Isabel Masozera and you are? Myla Mirabel Musime Masozera. <laughs> yeah, and we're still talking about divorce and how it affected us. And um, yeah, I mean, we are grateful. I know I am so grateful, Myla, that we're having this conversation because I feel like in our first conversation, after the conversation, there's so much emotion and it felt like even though we've had this conversation in bits over the years, it just felt different this time, you know? We had the full feel. Yeah, yeah, sort of, you know? There was so much also that I learned from the conversation that I didn't know. And again, I want to thank you for being vulnerable and just going there. (laughs) It takes a lot of courage um, to speak your truth. Um, You taught me well. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I guess it's my turn. It's your turn. I'm nervous about this. but uh, You've said that a lot of times. Yes, but uh, okay, shoot, go for it. What do you want to know? All right. First question. I do not have a list, but yeah. First question is, um, was there at some point of the divorce that mm. you felt like you were putting the everything, like your whole, all your emotions in one bundle and just focusing on me? Because um, mm. I know some people do that and it's not really healthy. I hope if you did, then mm. I hope you got like better at it and mm started focusing on your emotions but did you that's the real question absolutely i mean i'm your mother (laughs) yeah i did and for me it was not even like a question because i got married really young i was only 22 years old and by 23 i had you and you just i didn't even think i wanted kids before i had you I, i knew i did not want kids before i had you i was going to be this successful lawyer who was going to go to Harvard Law, a girl can dream. (laughs) And I was going to be like, you know, this go get a woman who's going to conquer the world. And then I was going to take care of all my uh, nieces and cousins. And (laughs) yeah, and then I held you and my world changed. And I remember thinking to myself and looking at you and saying, I would like literally give you the world and I wanted to protect you and take care of you. And so when the breakup happened, the first feeling for me was I had failed. And I had not just failed me, but I had failed you because in that moment, there was just this uncertainty and anxiety of, I did not know what was going to happen tomorrow. I did not know if you would hate me when you grew up. I did not know so many things. I was like, I'm Am I doing the right thing for you? Um, and all of those things. And that can be overwhelming. And so I focused all my energy um, on making sure, one, you had a roof on your head. Two, that my dear friend, your dad, and I were in a situation that was not bad and toxic and to a point where you are not going to have a relationship with him because I knew that then you would resent me. So all the pieces on the chessboard for me were like every single thing I did, was it going to make sure that you are okay? Yeah. So for me, um, that, that is what I focused on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I think you're ready for question number two. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe uh, I think even as we talk about that, and as much as I've said that, I know we've talked about this uh, before where, you know, parents tend to like focus on their kids to avoid their own emotions and stuff like that. And for me, going back to that point in time, I was doing that as well to an extent, but sometimes I feel like I didn't even have that luxury of dealing with my emotions then. And later on, when you were okay, because I remember the first thing I did was to make sure that we were with your good mother, who I knew was like very like solid and emotionally mature and would take care of you. And, you know, that we're in a good space. So later on, I actually could, you know, have taken care of myself. But I feel like parents, we do this a lot to kind of avoid dealing with ourselves. I kind of went into that space of avoidance for a very long time. But then, you know, later on, at least I was lucky enough to face my emotions and healing is a journey. Yeah. I'm actually really happy that we're doing this in real time as we're unraveling and and unearthing all these things um, about ourselves. And I feel like this is really healthy. Yeah. We get to understand each other's paths and mm. what they went through. Mm. Okay. Um, question you two, two look a bit nervous now. I am. I am. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> I've never asked you. What, what's the worst that can happen? You get answers. Well, um, next question would be, was there at some point you didn't want me to like leave you because you didn't want to miss even a second of not knowing what had happened? Like if I had gone to daddy or grandma, was there at some a certain part of you that didn't want me to go so because you needed to keep track of how I feel? Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, that was a total nightmare. I, and it's it's interesting that you even bring that up because I suffered from extreme anxiety because of that. And I know we've had this conversation before where you asked me and you said, Mom, why did you send me to live with my grandmother? Yeah. Didn't you want me? And I've had to do so much. I feel like a lot of the time I've had to do so much like practicing of self-compassion and forgiveness of myself because I feel like because I had to make certain decisions, I made you feel and like I didn't want you. And I can see that you still struggle with that, right? Because, you know, if you wanted me, and I remember vividly, you must have been about maybe five years old where I missed coming to school. Oh, <laughs> Don't cry. Okay, no, you're supposed to cry. You said it's okay to cry. Let it go. Yeah, but I remember coming to to your school and it was your birthday. And no, 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 failing to come to your school on your birthday and your dad had made it. And you said on the phone when I called later that day, I even live with my grandmother because you don't want me. And you were crying, you were wailing, and I was shaking because I didn't know what to say to you. I didn't know how to make you understand um, the decisions that I was making and why I was making them because, you know, there was just no way. I'm leaking. It's okay. Uh, but uh, the truth of the matter was at the time, I didn't feel like I could be a mother, you know. Mm. In the beginning, when we left and I had you with me, I 
you are in crisis mode and you're operating on a certain level of adrenaline and you feel like you could fix anything. But at some point when that adrenaline leaves, then personally, I went into emotional shutdown. And I realized at that time that I was not in a position to take good care of you. And I had to make the decision to bring you to my mom's house. But also because your dad and I were going through so much, I had to make the decision for you to live with my mom because um, not only was it good for you because I didn't feel like I was in the right space, it was easier for your dad to also have a relationship with you, which for me was very important from the beginning because he's an incredible man and the two of you deserved to have a relationship. And because things were not so good with the two of us, that was a very neutral place for you to be. But having done that, it really, really scarred you in the process. It was okay for me to kind of like come to a space now where I'm like, okay, you know, the mistakes were done, were made, but how do we correct these mistakes? We may not even be able to correct them, but how do we heal from these things? And for me, the first thing to do was, okay, you know, how do I work towards uh, making sure that you're with me, that you know that your priority, that, you know, I'm here for you, no matter what. Yeah, but um, I want to throw back the question, though. <laughs> um, how did me um, asking my mother to take care of you and you living with her affect you? Well, I, I, I remember that. I remember telling you I don't, I, that, asking you if you actually loved me. And I actually was asking you because... At some point, some of the decisions you made made it look like you didn't want me. So that, oh God, it really affected me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm really sorry. It's okay. Do you feel like now you maybe have a better understanding of what happened? Yeah, I really do. I really, really do. Yeah. What do you make of my my decisions now? And I'm not saying that they were the right decisions because I 100% regret spending even one second away from you. But having gone through that, like, how do you, when you look back now, how do you feel? I actually feel a bit guilty for asking you because I know it was for me mm. and for daddy to have a better connection, but um, I understand now what you went through. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm really crying now. So we're gonna break protocol and actually take a short break because I feel like uh, we, we both that. could be... <laughs> yeah, oof, So okay. we'll see you next time. <laughs> um, yeah, bye.